Welcome to Shape the Culture's weekly message. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. If you're a first-time listener, I'm glad that you found your way here. Whether you're on one of our podcast channels, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, one of those, or if you found your way through shapetheculture.org, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're a first-time listener, uh, just really appreciate you giving us a chance. I hope you find something that motivates you set you on fire, helps you through your life, helps you through your week. If you're a continuing listener, thank you for tuning in. I hope that you continue to find something that motivates you. Thank you for being a supporter. Make sure you continue to share with the friends, spread the message, help everybody shape the culture in their own personal way. Um, We are starting a new series this week. I'm very excited to get into it. And once again, just thank you for tuning in. So we are starting a new series this week. We just wrapped up our series, Soul Food. This week, our new, we're beginning the new one, and it's titled L-O-V-E, Love. But we're going to be talking about love from a heavenly perspective. We're going to be talking about agape love, unconditional love. Love for ourselves first, and then love for others. Because it's my belief that first, we have to learn how to love ourselves and de- dedicate ourselves to learning how to love, to truly understand how and why Jesus could preach a message of love so strongly. Oftentimes, we focus on finding and cultivating romantic love only. But agape love takes us outside of our comfort zone and pushes us to love our neighbors and our enemies. I want to break down each letter of love in this series and touch on a different principle that is vital to real love. First up, we're starting with the letter L. And L stands for loyalty. Because when we look at love as an action, one of the first things we have to understand is how to be loyal. And what comes first before we can be loyal to others is being loyal to ourselves. We have to consciously choose to be loyal because you can act like you love yourself and you can act like you love others. But without loyalty being involved, it's not real. And so we're going to travel to the book of Ruth. We're going to look at her story, and we're going to break this down. And this week, I'm going to be reading from the first chapter, verses 1 through 18 from the New Living Translation. And they read like this. The man's name was Emelech, and his wife was Naomi. Their two sons were Malon and Kilion, and they were from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. And when they reached Moab, they settled there. Then Emelech died, and Naomi was left with her two sons. The two sons married Moabite women. One married a woman named Oprah, and the other a woman named Ruth. But about 10 years later, both Milan and Kilion died. This left Naomi alone without her two sons or her husband. Then Naomi heard in Moab, that the Lord had blessed his people in Judah by giving them good crops again. So Naomi and her daughters-in-law got ready to leave Moab to return to her homeland. With her two daughters-in-law, she set out from the place where she had been living, and they took the road that would lead them back to Judah. But on the way, Naomi said to her daughters-in-law, Go back to your mother's homes, and may the Lord reward you for your kindness to your husbands and to me. May the Lord bless you with the security of another marriage. 
Then she kissed them goodbye, and they all broke down and wept. No, they said, we want to go with you to your people. But Naomi replied, why should you go with me? Can I still give birth to other sons who could grow up to be your husbands? No, my daughters, return to your parents' homes, for I am too old to marry again. And even if it were possible, and I were to get married tonight and bear sons, then what? Would you wait for them to grow up and refuse to marry someone else? No, of course not, my daughters. Things are far far more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord himself has raised his fist against me. And again, they wept together. And Oprah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung tightly to Naomi. Look, Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. You should do the same. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. When we read, we see that Ruth was married into a new family. That's how her story starts off. We see that she made the commitment. She decided to invest in a loyalty. This was a conscious choice on Ruth's part. It was the it was the it was a decision that Ruth made to fulfill her heart's purpose. It's what she wanted to do. And what she couldn't have anticipated when she made made the decision was how bad it was really going to get. But see, loyalty requires us to withstand discomfort. Loyalty is not based on everything working in our favor. It's because if it was, if we only chose to be loyal when it was convenient, then we could never make room for love to grow. We don't get to see the dynamic of Naomi and Ruth's relationship. All we know is that they stuck by each other through the good and the bad. And that's what really matters the most. Because it is easy to be loyal to somebody or something when it's for our benefit. We can call ourselves a ride or die for anybody or anything when everything is working in our favor and we feel like this is how it's supposed to be. But it's the times when things start to go left and we're taking out of our comfort zones. That's when our loyalty is really tested. This is something we've experienced firsthand through our family ties, our friendships, and our even our relationships. But on the other side, like I said, loyalty calls for us to stick it through even in the bad times, even when things start to go wrong and we start to feel like, you know, we're going to get left hurt or we're going to get left abandoned or we're going to get left stuck in a situation that we didn't anticipate. But Ruth demonstrates for us how loyalty can withstand discomfort because she, because she was a part of Naomi's family, her commitment already was decided for her when Naomi told her to leave. Ruth already knew that, no, that's not what I'm going to do. Yeah, things are hard. Yeah, I'm about to leave my homeland. Yes, I'm going to leave everything behind, but I want to be loyal. I am a loyal person, and I made a commitment to join this family. And this is this is the test that we all have to face at, a, at one point or another, because it's not an easy decision to make, but like Ruth, we have to be able to see beyond our reality. We have to demonstrate our, our loyalty because when we demonstrate our loyalty, ultimately we're also demonstrating our love because love is an action. 
And she could have left. That's the other thing. Ruth could have left. And she could have left and even said, I love you so much and I wish you the best, but I'm going to stay here. But that would have been a paradox because they were bonded through a marriage, through a commitment. And that marriage, that commitment that she made, that's what replaced Ruth's loyalty to her homeland and gave her loyalty to Naomi. And what I love most about Ruth's commitment to loyalty is that she that she, we never see her ask for anything in return. She was able to just follow her heart purely, honestly, and truthfully, and not dwell on the trivial details. She didn't think about money and inheritance. She didn't think about a new home. She didn't think about earning any prestige. No rewards were on her mind. She understood that love overcomes everything, bears all things, and that by choosing loyalty first, that she was setting herself up to be rewarded. When we decide to be loyal, we can't do it for ulterior motives. It's not always about being able to see what we're going to get. We can't want to be loyal just because we see immediate benefits. That's not how we form lifelong bonds. That doesn't provide us a life where, we, where we're surrounded and connected in plentiful and healthy relationships. Because really the best relationships form when people choose to be there for each other spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically and don't want anything in return. Think about the people that you love the most around you. You love them because they don't ask you for anything. They're never on your case. They're never wanting something in return for the favors they might give you, for the help they might give you, for the advice they might speak to you. They accept you for who you are and nothing can break your bond. And that's the loyalty that we are all seeking. And so even though we shouldn't decide to be loyal to reap a reward, there is always at least one reward for being loyal. And the biggest reward for being loyal is that loyalty is reciprocal. I know that there are times when we give loyal loyalty to somebody or something, a situation, and it isn't returned. But guess what? When you really think about it, loyalty is always returned by the Spirit of God. The universe itself will always make sure that your loyalty is paid in full. And we see this demonstrated in the story of Ruth. After leaving her hometown and sticking by Naomi, as we continue to read, we see that Ruth proceeded to work in a field. And guess what her job was? Her job was to pick up the leftovers. And I can, ma- and I can imagine each day as, as Ruth is waiting to pick up leftovers from the field, I can see her thinking, how could she have given up her homeland, everything she ever knew, to be picking up leftovers? And I think there's times, even within ourselves, where we stick in a situation or we or we withstand certain circumstances and we don't give up, but we also can't see the silver lining. We can't see how the grass is going to get greener. And these are the times when our loyalty is tested the most. But as we continue to read, we learn a valuable lesson because Ruth's story didn't end tragically and neither will yours because Ruth was rewarded. As she was picking up the leftovers from the field, she ends up running into the man who owns the field. He notices her. Her, His name is Bose, and he notices her. And because of her loyalty, she is blessed with a new husband and upgraded lifestyle. She went from picking up the leftovers to marrying the man over the entire harvest. And something that I really want to highlight is what made him notice her. And so I want to read to you Ruth chapter 2, verses 11 through 12, and read what he said to her. He said, yes, I know. 
but I also know about everything you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. I have heard how you left your father and mother in your own land to live here among complete strangers. May the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge, reward you fully for what you have done. It was her loyalty that was noticed. It was her dedication to staying committed that produced love not only in her heart, but in the heart of others. This is the power we have when we decide to be loyal. Your loyalty will never go unnoticed and will always come full circle. Loyalty and love have a direct correlation. I think they have a positive relationship. I think oftentimes you have to choose to be loyal first and love will come after because honestly, it takes time to love people. It takes time to love ourselves. But what we can consciously choose to do every day is be loyal to ourselves, loyal to our decisions, loyal to the people around us, loyal to the decisions and commitments that we make and uphold to one another. Um, And that's really what I think the L in love stands for is is loyalty, because that loyalty is going to produce love, like we've seen in the story of Ruth. Ruth's loyalty unlocked love in everybody around her, even as she continued to meet new people and travel across the land. And that's one thing that I want us to consider is that our loyalty to people, to love them through the good and the bad, to to be there for them and stick by them, to speak our truths to people, that's going to produce love. That's going to start creating a change, not only in our heart, but in the hearts of others. So thank you once again for tuning in to Shape the Culture's weekly message. I hope you enjoyed this message. I hope it gave you something to think about, to, to meditate on, and to think about how you can implement in your everyday life. We did just start our new series titled L-O-V-E. Tune in next week as we get into the letter O. Continue to each one, teach one, pass this on. If you, if you heard something you like, share with a friend and talk to you guys next week. I love you all.